Hi, everyone, and welcome to the American Constitutionalist. I'm Jeff Tokar, your host, and with me is Cliff DeCamp. The American Constitutionalist's main purpose is to defend and champion a return to the original intent and meaning of the United States Constitution. In addition, we at the American Constitutionalists are not afraid to mix politics and religion because we believe in America, they're inseparable. America was built as a Judeo-Christian nation and history proves it. Yet even though we were built on the Christian principles of the Bible as a Judeo-Christian nation, our founding fathers and framers of our constitution still left you with the freedom of choice in religion. And Cliff, you and I had an online or an offline talk about this, about religion. And I think it's important that we talk about what the framers and the founders of this nation said. You know, I've professed here before that I'm a Christian and a Christian believes that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, that he came, he died on the cross, was buried, rose again on the third day, and he promises to come again. That's not the opinion of everybody. That's not the belief of everybody, but that's my faith. As I've said before, everybody has accountability to their faith. You're responsible for your faith and your belief. We're not going to go into detail on that right now, but I wanted to talk about Christianity and religion as far as it goes back to the framers and founders of this United States of America. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the one thing to keep in mind here is that they talked about religion. They didn't talk about Christianity. They recognized all kinds of religions that uh, that existed. Um, you know, there were uh, the Quakers that were here. There were not, uh, you know, not exactly. Uh, Christians, there were Jews that were here at the time. In fact, a lot of people don't realize that um, there are a couple of Jewish families that helped financially support the Revolutionary War. Uh, they were patriots as well. So um, it we, we often talk about religion when it comes to the Constitution and what the Founding Fathers believed. But, uh, you know, everyone needs to keep in mind that that was religion, not necessarily Christianity, but religion. And they felt that religion uh, gave you an, a group of ethics and, and rules uh, that you had to abide by and that that was good for society to have uh, established religions out there that everyone belonged to, whatever religion they wanted, because it did give them some sort of base upon which there would be uh, an ethical base um, and that people would uh, at least have some common ground. Uh, on which to uh, to establish a government. So, uh, you know, it's important to keep that in mind. Right. And they used the Bible because of its justice, its virtue, its morality. And they used it in the first textbook, the New England Primer. They taught the kids the alphabet by using scripture. And all of that had a base, a plumb line on living together as a society. Yes, I'm sure they wish that people would believe in the Bible and the God they believed in out of the Bible, but yet they came out of oppressed country to where the government was the religion and religion had dominance over the people in what they believed and what they could practice. And that's what they were escaping. So that's why I say that a lot of them wish you believed as they did and I do, but it wasn't forced upon you. It was a plumb line. And I think God blessed the United States of America because of that plumb line, but we've gone so far from it. And that's what the problem is today. We've gone from a plumb line of direction, like I said, justice, morality, integrity, character, honesty, truth, to existentialism, meaning you can be anything you wanna be. There's no foundation, there's no absolute truth. 
And that's why America is in crisis. Now, some good news. We keep telling you to pray that God will intervene in America and it's up to him on what happens to America. Um, but we had some elections this past week and I think that the Democrats were sent a message that the people are tired of the radical, narcissistic, euphoric, progressive socialism and communism that they're trying to push on America. The Democrat party is not the Democrat party of the 40s, 50s and 60s. It has been overtaken by radical individuals who are trying to destroy the United States of America. And that's people in America and people outside of America. But Cliff, we had some good news on some of the events that happened in uh, major elections across this country, local elections, school board elections, um, elections for governors. So we're seeing that rebellion take place and hopefully it'll continue on into 2022. One of the things that keep, to keep in mind here is that we've had sort of a a mini wave election. So it wasn't a, a big election uh, in every place across the United States. But what we did have is we did have some uh, interesting results in some locations and there's still things that are out there uh, yet to be determined. Um, so for instance, in the state of Virginia, a state that had uh, gone by 10 points uh, to, uh, to Biden um, just elected a, uh, Republican governor, a Republican lieutenant governor, and a Republican attorney general. And uh, that was a shock to everyone because the governor's race, if you just would go back two weeks, the Democrat was leading in the polls two weeks, but he made a very major misstep. Well, a couple of missteps. First of all, uh, he made the comment that uh, he didn't believe that parents should be involved in education, uh, which was not only stupid, but, um, uh, you know, it, it is contrary to what most people believe in the United States. And therefore, you know, he, he certainly uh, didn't look good. The other thing that he did was um, when he gave every speech that he gave, it just talked about Trump, 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 Trump. You know, he said he wasn't making Trump an issue in the election. Yet, uh, if you listen to any of his speeches, they were up to 50 times that he would reference Trump's name. And he was banking on the fact that people would be so turned off by Trump and know that he was the anti-Trump candidate that he would get votes in that fashion. Well, he found out that's not what happened. People were put off by a, a number of things. They were probably put off by the fact that he was talking about Trump when Trump's not on the ballot. Uh, they were also put off by the fact that he said that he thought uh, parents shouldn't be involved in, in uh, public education. Um, but in addition to that, um, a lot of people, I think, were out there voting uh, in some respects because they voted, wanted to vote against Democrats, not necessarily vote for Republicans in, in every instance, but vote against Democrats to send a message that the stuff that they were doing in D.C. Uh, was not something that they liked. Um, so, you know, in, in the two weeks from two weeks ago when the Democrat uh, was in front in the governor's race, um, you ended up having the Republican pull ahead in the polling in the last two weeks. And so it wasn't a complete surprise to most people that, um, that in fact, the Republican won that race. Where there is, however, a complete surprise is in the state of New Jersey. So the governor, the sitting governor was up for reelection uh, as a Democrat. Uh, and he was in, uh, anticipated to just blow away his Republican opponent who was, you know, 
uh, not to be unkind, but a nobody. He didn't have any real name recognition. He had been in the state assembly, but that was it. He was sort of like a, a, a token that the Republicans put up to run against uh, this incumbent Democrat, figuring he had no chance. As of the last vote total, uh, and, and 100% of the vote is not in yet, but as the as of the last vote total, uh, I believe that the uh, Republican is up by a couple of hundred votes uh, over the Democrat. Uh, complete surprise to everyone. We'll see how it ultimately turns out. But no matter how it turns out, the Republicans did quite well in a, the state of New Jersey, which Joe Biden won by 16 points over Trump. So... Um, you know, it was a, a stunning change in the uh, the voting that took place in the state of New Jersey. So even if the Republican loses, it's going to be such a tight race uh, that it's going to send a message. And and I think in the state of New Jersey, because in Virginia, there was that issue of um, uh, Loudoun County and the school board and some of the things that occurred there um, that was in the news. And you probably know all about that. In New Jersey, there was no such thing. So in New Jersey, the belief is that the Republican governor got so many votes because a lot of people went into the polling place and said, I'm voting against the Democrat Party because of some of their crazy policies. Now, a third uh, kind of election I want to talk about is uh, in Minnesota, Minneapolis. So Minneapolis had on the ballot doing away with the police and setting up a public safety uh, commission uh, instead of having a, a police department. Um, and that was soundly rejected by uh, the people. Uh, the, the vote totals were about uh, 40% to create this new public safety entity and 60% to, uh, to not and to put back in place the uh, police force. And it actually uh, was an interesting situation where the um, the mayor of Minneapolis um, was someone who originally said, do away with the police, you know, defund the police. And then later on, as things occurred, decided that that wasn't such a bright thing. So he would come out and he became pro-police. We should keep the police department, not defund them, et cetera. And in the, he's a Democrat. And in the Democratic primary, he lost. But he ran as an independent and won. Um, so it, it, you know, some very interesting results, but, uh, nationwide Republicans uh, won all kinds of seats that, uh, uh they hadn't been in, anticipated to win. And, um, in mostly state, uh, state elections or local elections. And so it bodes well for the fact that people are getting fed up with the Democrats policies and this pushing of the, you know, spending bills in DC, uh, et cetera. So I think it's a message. It's unclear at this point in time whether the Democrats will get the message because they seem to be tone deaf uh, when it comes to messages from the electorate. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I wish the elections would have taken place uh, before they voted on this $1.75 trillion spending bill uh, because people like Joe Manchin would have really gotten the message. And I think you're seeing a rebellion that is carried over from 2020 because we know and we believe that there was an organized political crime syndicate in and outside of this nation that really held a fraudulent election. 
So let's see what happens down the road. We've got a lot more work to do. This is a good sign, but uh, we need to really take it to the 2022 midterms. That's going to be ramping up now so that we can gain control and slow down this freight train of destruction to America. Elections are important, and we the people need to continue to step up and voice our opposition against this minority of individuals that are trying to destroy the United States of America. The majority would rather us go back to the original plumb line that was established by the founders of this nation and the framers of our constitution. And I don't want to dwell a lot on this tonight, but folks, we've talked about this just about on just about every podcast that we've produced over the last year, that there's a spiritual problem in America and we need to turn things around quickly or this nation is going to fall by the wayside. Besides the spiritual and moral decay in America, our problem comes from straying from what our founders and framers intended for our nation. We were created as a Judeo-Christian nation, meaning we use the virtue, justice, morality, and genuine good found in God's word, the Bible, to establish the plumb line for our existence as a society and a nation. We have left that plumb line for existentialism in America, and that is what is plaguing this country today. We have turned from God, and God is calling to America, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Do everything as I say and all will be well. Spiritual rebellion is the source of America's problems. Now listen to this, and Christians are at the heart of that problem, at the heart of the complacency in America. You go across America and you can see a church, synagogue, temple just about on every corner in this great nation. Now, you know, I don't mean literally, but you get the point. There's churches everywhere you go. And yet, even though we have these churches all across the United States of America, America is failing. Christians are failing to step up and support people who will return this nation back to a Judeo-Christian nation and to step up and voice like these people have done across this nation in the last election in school board meetings and other meetings are angst and are worry and are concerned against the woke culture and the uh, different things they're trying to do to pollute the minds of our young children. Sin can destroy the very fabric and foundation of a people, a city, a state, a nation, all the while leaving the people unaware that the destruction has taken place. And that's what's happening in America today. People are complacent. They're not paying attention. Sin is rampant and believers in God, believers in the virtue of the plumb line that was established from this nation are not speaking up and they're not getting involved and they're allowing the decay of this nation. You know, I wanna to read to you from a prophet in the uh, minor prophets, Joel. We have the major prophets like Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel. Then we have the minor prophets like Jonah, Amos, Hoshea. But I want to read to you from Joel. And Joel was a prophet that spoke, yeah, for Israel and about prophecies concerning the fate of Israel if they don't turn to God. But Joel also prophesied about future events that are yet to come. And Joel knew that if people turn from God, no matter whether it was a person or a nation, God would bring judgment. And in Joel chapter 3, 12, it says this. And I believe that God not only spoke to Joel, he spoke to Israel as a nation, but I think there's lessons that can be learned that he spoke to Israel and to individual people 
and to even us that we need to apply in our country here today. Joel 3.12. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve. God is our only hope and salvation as an individual and as a nation. The Lord abhors sin and will deal with people and nations according to their deeds. He will deal with America. What will our deeds be, America? Will we turn? The 2022 midterms are important. We need to elect people that will go back to that plumb line. We need people that will represent we the people according to what the original intent and meaning of our Constitution was established to be. God does not need America. God does not need our Constitution. America needs God. America needs God in our Constitution, in our lives, in our government, in our system, in our society. We've lost our moral and spiritual being as a nation. And if we lose freedom in America, freedom will be lost in the world forever. Do you realize what I'm saying here? If we allow the narcissistic, progressive, socialist, communist to take control of this nation, and they are working hard day and night to do so, and this nation falls to individualism, to narcissism, folks, freedom will never be established anywhere else in this world, and religion will be attacked. Christians will be attacked. And if we have continued complacency, it will lead to the destruction of our freedom. And when this nation falls, the good will fall with the evil. The righteous will fall with the wicked. The Democrats will fall with the Republicans. We all will fall and freedom will be lost. That's why I say, we need to get on our knees and pray, pray, pray for God's divine intervention. That is the true hope for America and mankind. Pray that God will expose truth. Pray that God himself will come and purge America of the evil from within and destroy the evil without. Or we will see crying, mourning, and wailing in the streets of America for the widespread and certain destruction that is to come. There is a war in this nation to silence Christianity, to silence that plumb line that was established for our nation, to silence truth because it is diametrically opposed to the liberal quest of self-indulgence, self-rule, and control. Our spiritual complacency will lead to judgment. You can help us by sharing this podcast with your family and friends and subscribe to it. It's a free podcast so you can get automatic, timely information to common sense and truth in America. We need you to stand with us at the American Constitutionalist, spreading that word of truth as we strive to continue to be one nation under God, indivisible with liberty, justice, and freedom for all. Otherwise, complacency will lead to the death of freedom and of this great republic. For Cliff DeCamp, this is Jeff Pokar reminding you that we at the American Constitutionalist still support and believe in God, America, and freedom.